0: Nice. Snoop, send me sound. What Snoop, send me sound. What's up? Guacamolina. Check. I-L-L. Got my beat makers from Illinois in the house too, man. <laughs> Y'all
1: ready? Yeah, I'm good, I'm man. <clears throat> oh Yeah. My bad, I'm high and shit, but... so, Welcome mm-hmm. back to another episode of the Producer Grind Podcast. My boy, Letter L in the building, as usual.
0: Yo, what's good, man? How you feeling, fam?
1: Feeling good, bro. Feeling good.
0: Oh, I, on were, the not,
1: I was about to introduce you so he, no, Yeah, we'll do it. I usually do oh, it's all we're good. It <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. What's good? Welcome back to another episode of the Producer Grind podcast. My boy, Letter L in the building. What's good, fam? How you feeling, man? Feeling good, man. You already know. So
0: you rocking the home jerseys today. Oh,
1: you already know. Shout out to Merch.
0: Yeah, man. People on live already asking how to get the hats, how to get the t-shirts, everything, man. You know, merch.producergrind.com. Merch.producergrind.com, man. But uh, as usual, man, you know I'm excited today, man. We got a lot going on, man. Um, but we got a very special guest on the podcast today. Uh, this guy sitting next to me, man, he's he's a big deal here in Atlanta, man. He's a big deal across the country, bro. DJ for Street Execs. DJ for 2 Chains. I like to call him a mixed club DJ, but I know he's so much more. This man has worked with 2 Chains, Luke Nasty, Travis Porter, Bankroll Fresh, Schoolie, and Young Dolph. Please welcome to the show, DJ E. Sud. Ooh. <laughs> yeah! Sudd, Sudd,
2: Sudd. Welcome
0: in, bro. Welcome in. I'm still working on my intros, man. You got that DJ life, that DJ hype thing going on. It's
2: all man. good, man. It's all good. I'm rocking with y'all. Producer Grind, thanks for having me. Where my merch oh. at? Where <laughs> <laughs> right. We got you, we got you. Since they asking about it, I'm asking about it too, man. Yeah, oh, we yeah, have we a couple you. of things for you before you get up out of here. Yeah, yeah. What's going on, though? Glad to be here. Appreciate y'all having me pull up. You know, I I got a a lot of love for, uh, I I love music, of course, Mm -hmm. but I love production, bro. Like without the producers, I feel like we would be nowhere. It'd be poetry, it'd be spoken word. And me, I like to nod my head and I like to rock. So it's like, what the hell I'm gonna nod my head to, man? If it wasn't for the producers, they the heartbeat of the industry. And especially with what I do to actually spin and play the record is one of my job description. It's like, without the producers, what we playing? Hell yeah. So yeah, shout out to the producers first and foremost, man.
0: And we definitely appreciate having you come on because that's one of the things we like to pick. When we have DJs on, we like to pick your brain because DJs interact with the music in a completely different way than the artist or even the consumer, right? True indeed. And so, you know, that's something where you can find out a lot about how to do your production based on talking to a DJ. So for those those people who uh, may not know the DJ E. Sud story, can you tell us a little bit about how you got started?
2: Sud, uh... So, uh from North Carolina, high point to be exact 336. Mm. Like you said, mixtapes and clubs is what really got me going. But um, really before that, just throwing the parties, promoting the parties in high school, been in music for most of my life. That was my first hustle, my main hustle from selling the CDs with my CD burner in middle school. You know what I mean? So we jugging the burnt CDs in middle school, but wasn't really calling myself a DJ then. Um high school, you know, where I'm from, the drum line is real heavy, the marching band is real heavy. So uh, you know, that was one of my goals and things I knew I was gonna do. When yeah. I get to high school, I'm in the drum line. You know, I'm in the marching band. So it's like 10th grade, linked up with some of my partners in the drum line. We threw a party, we made a few dollars. I kept doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it. My DJ kind of dipped off on me, so I had picked up some game. But before he dipped off, he told me, like, yo, sir, do you ever wanna request a record? press the button, you damn, or do this you damn self, you play the record, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he kind of not forced me to be a DJ, but son, instead of requesting, here, whatever you want to play, you drop it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So that was kind of what my jumping off the porch was. I Guess we weren't really until I graduated high school. That's when I learned and appreciated the art of the mixing and scratching. And, and it was more than just dropping tracks and making folks go crazy. Like you had to really tell a story with your set. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So when I got to college and um. That's when one of the hosts really brought it to my attention, like yo, Sud, like you got it, but you got the following, you got everything, but now oh, you gotta get this art under control. So yeah, that's yeah. when I started going up to the radio station real heavy, and I guess starting to actually see the mixing and scratching in person, because the one of my OGs are the guys that really put me on the DJ, and he wasn't teaching me the art yeah, at that time, yeah. you know mm, what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I guess one thing just turned into the next, man. I start turning, in, turning up with the mixtapes, mm, yeah. breaking artists around my ways, and that was my thing. Uh, linked up with Street Execs. I met Technique in uh, Tunica, Mississippi for the SEA Awards. Yeah. And ever since then, we just kept in touch. Every time I came down to Atlanta, I used to come down to Atlanta like once a week, every other week, for real, for real, just to mm-hmm. go to, it's like back in. I don't remember what the year was, but it's when Mariachi and uh, Crucial was going crazy with the open mics. You damn, near could hit like three, four open night mics on a Monday night. So yeah. I was just coming down. It's like when Flocka and Travis Porter was real heavy. K-Camp was in, open mics for heavy, like, oh, let's do it ever. Black boy, yeah. white boy ever, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So I was building those connections, taking them back to the Carolinas. And, you know, I was the A and off for the streets. Never worked for radio back home, but everything I did, you know, like we worked together. I was like that. That median between the streets and the radio.
0: Yeah, so I, that's this. a great way to describe it. Because I was just, I kind of see that just in your vibe. Like yeah. you got the perfect amount of the streets, but you kind of seem you, you're able to organize and lead people in a way that can kind of get to the bag a little.
2: Sure, bit. appreciate that, man. And yeah. that's what it was. Like, well, I'm from I'm from High Point, but I went to school to uh, North Carolina A&T, and that's in Greensboro. So I'm do I got the hood following, all the local following, but then I get the college crowd. And, you know, that's where the, a lot of more of that game came from. I'm doing like five, six nights a week in the club while I'm in school. So it's like, yo, this is what I really want to do. Like what I'm in school for ain't what I'm in school for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm okay. in school for um, what I was doing at the time. Where'd you go? I went to North Carolina a and okay, I was okay. at Aggie. What okay. where the hell was my major? It was graphic communications. My bad, yeah, graphic communications. So um, I wanted to take over my pop's business, you know what I mean, and do that. But everything that was teaching me and we was going through was like back to the basics, going to college. Mm. Like, I know all this stuff. It just yeah. wasn't fun to me. So I started losing focus. Like, man, you know what? Let me take a break. Focus on this DJing for real, for real. And, you know, we, we still here. We still taking a break. Might go back to school one day, but right now, <laughs> this music was going on for me, man.
1: Early, early you were talking, you know, early in your career about, you know, hustling mixtapes and stuff like that. Was that more like something you started as something to make some money or more like, oh, I got to get my DJ career started. Like, what was the main job? I wasn't even
2: thinking about DJing right then because I, I got a CD burner. It was me and my boy, Rupesh. She had a CD burner. And, you know, I used to make burnt CDs for myself, like my own little lineup off of Napster and LimeWire. And eventually folks like, yo, make me a copy of that. Mm-hmm. So if I already had the playlist together, it was really more like burning playlists. Yeah. If I had my playlist together, $7, if you wanted me to make or if you wanted to make a playlist and download the songs for you, I charge $10. And then they carried over to high school. Like I had got some turntables in high school, but they weren't the proper ones. It was like a DJ in the box set. You know, like the, you got direct drive turntables and you got belt drive turntables. Belt drive is what you got like at your mom, grandma house. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I ordered. They was, they was nice, they was a good brand, but it's like, it wasn't for scratch. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I ended up buying like two sets of those Mm-hmm. Over the span of the years.
1: Because you were scratching with him still? No, I was
2: trying to, but it's like, it wouldn't ever sound or work right for me. It's like, why well, does it still sound weird? Yeah. But I'd be playing records. But like I was telling you, um, I was kind of going off with my man DJ Smooth was teaching me at the time. He was an older cat from around My Way, yeah. but gave me a lot of knowledge. But it wasn't, he every every DJ got their own setup. You know, like now, I came into like the tail end of the game to where um, I had turntables. I had vinyl. I still got my vinyl. I still got my turntables. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I carry crates. But then, mm-hmm. when I was in high school, right before I graduated college, when CDJs came out, so came up on some. Well, first, I had the CD, the dual deck CD trays, where I, you could just play the songs. Mm-hmm. You couldn't do no mixing or scratching with mm-hmm. them. So I had those, and then I had my old turntables. But then I came a few years later, saved my money up, got my CDJs, and CD books with me, yeah. and then <laughs> Serato came out. So it's like, <laughs> boy, we can put all this to the side. Yeah, I still yeah. got all that stuff. Yeah. It's like, now we got a computer. Yeah. We loading up thousands of songs on here. You know yeah. what I'm saying? All we bring it to the club is, we still carrying the cases in the laptop, but it's a little bit easier to move around with. So I definitely caught the tell in the game, man. Yeah, we in the game, man. But nah, it just, I just always said that love for music, bro. And I just wanted to put people on. Music is all about feeling. I, want I like to share my vibe. Like, this is how I feel. I like this song. I want you to like this song. This song is dope. You should hear this song. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So one thing that's led to the next, bro. So
1: the, the I mean, were you like making a living off of like, you know, hustling CDs and everything and the DJ?
2: Oh, I was throwback shorty back in the day. I got family down like in South, South Georgia. Yeah. So I used to come down to Atlanta like once a year. Um, Where you from? You from down here? No, I'm from New York. Okay. Well, they used to have a store down here called Distant Replays. And that's where everybody used to go to get the throwbacks, the mm. Mitchell and Ness at the time. Mm. So, like, I guess in middle school, my vice was the Air Maxes. But when I got to high school, oh, yeah, I was on them throwback jerseys. Higher, <laughs> man. So, most of the money I was making, like, it was going, I ain't had no Don't bills that. at that time, you know. So, I was jerseys, jerseys, jerseys. So, oh, I was yeah. making a few dollars, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't ask my parents for money to go to the mall and nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? Like it started to where I could help out at home too. You know, and they they dropped me off and because I didn't have a car, I wasn't driving yet. So they dropped me off. They had uh, the truck with the speakers. You know what I'm saying? They'd help me move my stuff sometimes. They ain't like the fact that how the parties were going because they'd hear about the fights so or might see a fight or something. So they was worried about the safety. But it's like, mom, like, I love this. This is what I'm doing for a living. Yeah, That's yeah. what I plan to do. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So as yeah, yeah. time went on, time went on. My mom was really the one person that told me like, yo, maybe you need to, cause when I decided I was gonna take a break from school, it was like my second year at college and it was more so, she could see I wasn't focused. She ain't know that I was paying somebody to do this online course and this (laughs) online course and then I wasn't going to this eight o'clock class because I need to do something else before I go DJ at 10 o'clock. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, okay, I'm gonna drop these classes so I ain't failing these classes. Yeah, but it was yeah. like, if I drop these classes, I'm not going to be a full time student no more. And then yeah. part of financial aid gone and, know, and then student and then housing and all that yeah. stuff. So I was like, man, she was like, maybe you just need to take a break. You don't need to go to university anyway. You need to go to community college because you can't focus right over there. Mm. So.
1: But were you like, were you thinking like, man, I'm not, I don't even want to, like, the school, that's not even what I'm yeah, going to do? Yeah, but it's
2: like you want to make your parents, you know what I'm saying? Like, kind of, it feel like it's damn near a rule. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Not a yeah. rule, but it's like, then my dad graduate my dad graduated from art school? My mom went to AT and and uh, Rutgers and Jerseys. So it wasn't like a force, but it's like it just felt like that's where one yeah, of the like, way I came up, it's like you gotta go to school. Yeah, certain wife.
0: certain families are just, you know, and I know a lot of black families are like that too. Like, you know you gotta go to school before yeah, you can't. It wasn't do really a question. Thing. You know yeah.
2: what I'm saying? And I didn't know. I, I thought that the it wasn't nothing that when I, when I was in high school, I was taking recording engineering classes. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So uh GTCC is the technical college in my area. So like, you know in high school you got enough credits to where you can finish a half day or you only have half a day on Tuesday and Wednesday your senior Mm, year. So those those extra times, that's what I wanted to do. So, you know, I went through the right people and they was like, yeah, you can enroll in this class as a high school student and still get college credits. But, you know, I thought I was so ahead of the game by doing that. And I was in a program called Upward Bound. It's like a summer. Uh, Like, you familiar with that? So, it was was just a cool program to be in, like, on the academic side. But I met so many folks from around my way through that program. You know what I'm saying? So, it, like, gave you extra credits before you started college. You know what I'm saying? So, Mm -hmm. I thought I was kind of a little bit ahead of the game, but I wasn't focused. And once I was there, it's like, yo, this ain't what I want (laughs) to do. So, just being realistic, man, you got to be realistic out here in life, man. Like, if you ain't in love with something or if you BSing with something, whether it's a relationship with your girl or your job or something, like, if you don't love doing it, you doing the wrong thing. That's fascinating. You know what I'm I was saying? About
1: to get, I was about to ask you, like, what's your advice to, like, the kids that are, like, they, they're they feeling forced to go to college, but they know, like, man, I want to put my all into, you know, the music or something else like
2: that? I'd say. Messing my, messing my no, vision no, up, you. man. Oh, yeah. Definitely.
1: Yeah, you remember, right? What's your advice to kids? That like? mm-hmm. gotcha.
2: My advice, I I I say, what was damn, what was oh, my advice for I the, say, What's your
1: advice to like the kids that are feeling like pressure from their parents to go to college? Oh, that's they,
2: right, that's right, that's right. Um,
1: they got other passions. I,
2: I say try to balance it out. Balance that, especially if you got like the scholarship or if you got some financial aid or something like that or if you got somebody willing to put some money up for you. Whatever the situation is, don't waste it. You know what I'm saying? Like take them up on that offer. Yeah. Try your hardest to balance that out and to balance whatever your side hustle may be. Yeah. But- if it doesn't work, I say, don't don't BS for too long. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Well, I don't know. That might not be the best advice because you don't want to waste nobody's see, money it's either. A lot, so. It's
0: a lot different now than probably when you was, you was coming up with it. different mentalities ways. too, man. Well, well, not even that though. The options for these kids to really pursue this as a career are a lot more realistic than they were, you know what I'm saying, back then. Like, now you got SAE, you got AIM, you got uh, Columbia College up in Chicago. You yeah. got all these places where if you really want to do this for a living, there's a place for you You can go for, to the right, place, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're right. So now sure. you can go to your parents and be like, hey, I don't want to go to State University, but I would love to go full to sale. Full yeah. sale for two so, years. You yeah. right,
2: you right. That's real.
1: Because, I, you know, I mean, I, like just five years ago, I, I tried to go, like, I, I think it was like three semesters I tried to go. First semester, I think I made it like two months in. Second semester, I was like, maybe two weeks in, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And that wasn't even the second semester. That was like starting over. I was starting over every time, right. you know what I'm saying? The third time, you know what I mean? Same shit, like I just ended up wasting a whole bunch of time and I would just, you
2: know what I mean? Like, we had a day like you and said, age. be too. honest with yourself. Yeah, and we had a day and age too where it's like, bro, I might not need a piece of paper to get in the buildings where I want to get into. Oh. I don't mm-hmm. know if y'all got pieces of paper for what y'all doing right now, you know uh, what I'm saying? But it's like- it. You know, I saw that vision. Like even my dad, like he didn't need a piece of paper for the business he owned. You know what I'm saying? Before he retired. So it's like, all right, why am I, why am I in school right now to do what my dad is doing? You know what I'm saying? It's like, mm-hmm. come on now, it, it, it's all about your grind and all about your mentality. Like so you can, you can uh, learn
1: it yourself instead of paying for that
2: knowledge. Just like, bro, I can kind of pick up this game. I'd rather travel and pick up this game. And that was like one of my reasons for leaving. It's like, okay, I'm about to miss these days. I was about to miss a test. At school. So it's like, but I was going from uh it's my second time on Rap City at the time. So it's like, all right, if I miss this test, I'm gonna miss Rap City. <laughs> Man, at that time, that was one of my goals. Like, you know, I'm in high school, it's like, yo, I wanna get on BET the basement. You know what uh, I'm yeah. saying? It's gonna be another all test. Right, cool, we did that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but it was like, nah, and then they sent you through like a, a a a counseling program when you withdraw through school too. So I'm sitting down with the folks. I'm telling them what I got going on, what I want to do. Oh, yeah, I DJed the gym jam, by the way, too. You were there? Dope, yeah. Well, yeah, it seems like you got your head on straight. But remember, you know, go do, go follow your dream. Yeah, they ain't even yeah. try to talk me down out of it. So it's like, all right, come on, man. Let's do it. Hell, yeah. But, yeah, follow your dream, whatever you want to do. That's the number one thing. I say follow your dream, stay down with your dream, and you got to work every day at it.
1: All right, stay consistent with it. Got to work
2: your day at it. Straight so you, so you like in the pocket right now because
0: you are in a rare place in the game where you got this strong foothold right now. Right now, right? But you got a lot of experience under your belt. You know what I'm saying? And so that's unique because it's rare for me to hear a DJ that's hot right now to say something like, yo, this is the difference between a direct drive turntable, you know what I'm saying? A belt drive turntable, right? sure. So you have all this experience. You kind of got that OG knowledge, right? But then at the same time, you know what's happening today. So I guess the question I would ask you is right now today, what do artists and producers need to know about breaking a new record?
2: Breaking a new record today. Don't give up on your record. Work that record to the fullest. Um, There is no blueprint for breaking the record. You say work that record. Can you unpack that statement?
0: Um, I think I know what you mean, but I know. Some I understand. I understand yeah. when I
2: say work that record, shoot a video to that record, service that record, um, do a listening session with your friends, do a listening session with the DJs, email these DJs, these DJs, pull up on these DJs, pull up on these DJs again, call these DJs again, check on these DJs. Where you at this week, homie? You know what I'm saying? Uh, have you had your friends call the radio stations? Like it's. I come from a time where it was more groundwork when you was working a record. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm young enough and I'm working enough to know it's like, okay, it's a lot more ways to work a radio now. You got some artists out here that probably ain't never been to a radio station yet, mm-hmm. ain't never did a rock, never did a drop for a DJ before. They ain't never hosted a mixtape for a DJ before. But they getting millions of streams. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. Like whether a DJ gonna support it or not, it's like to the point where oh, these boys so hot. You gotta support it as a DJ. Like even missing with the uh with the different streaming services and just different ways you can do it yourself now. You know what I mean? So it's not necessarily so much to where you need people so much to do to break you in that system now. You know what I mean? There's still some key holders and certain people you got to go to when you want to get to these certain levels, certain TV shows, certain radio interviews, shit, even certain markets, Mm -hmm. like through me. You want some markets in the Carolina, you still got to go through me. You know what I'm saying? Even in Atlanta, I could take you through some part. I'm not born and raised here, but I've been here for a few years to where, you know, I can co-sign you at a few spots. Shit, really all around the world because I done built my connections. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's yeah. like, but what I'm saying is, uh, it's, it's a lot of different ways to work a record right now and not just one way works for all the artists. So mm-hmm. you got to find what works for you. It may be you being funny on your Instagram. If you getting, right. man, Instagram love, work your Instagram, work your single on the Instagram. If you a cool ass dude, Work your move with the ladies. You know what I'm saying or Whoever your fan base is, whatever your target market is, whatever your market is, you gotta target that market. You gotta beat them in the head. Beat them in the head. Cause if one or two people loving it, I guarantee you can get two more people loving it, a hundred more people loving it, a thousand more people loving it. You just gotta keep on working. All right, so I guess my next question is,
0: whether in an official capacity or an unofficial capacity, are you an a and Yeah. Would you see this more officially or unofficially?
2: It's official. Um, That's my actual job title for street execs. You know what I'm saying? Okay, Um,
0: yeah,
2: yeah. Let's yeah. And that's something I've been doing for years without a job title. I used to call myself A&R for the streets, Mm -hmm. but it's just now to where it's like, okay, so you've been doing that and that's really what brought me down to Atlanta. Uh, Y'all know CEO Charlie, Charlie Javlin? Yeah. Like, um, he's the person that influenced me to come down to Atlanta. Like, we can back up to the I know you was asking how I got involved with Two Chains, down with Street Execs, you know Street Execs, and uh, that's Al and Technique and Jason at the time. Yeah. So, you know, Al told me or Jay Al was I used to come down with mixtapes all the time. So Al was like, "Yo, sir, you need to throw the Street Execs champ uh stamp on your mixtape, get this thing going in the Carolina. Here go the Shield, mm. let's that's get it rock. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At the same time, this is when Travis Porter was working with Street Execs real heavy. When Technique's was like, "Okay, cool." So long story short building that relationship, building that relationship. But Charlie, see how hard I'm going, my artists in Carolinas and whoever else I'm working with, he said how hard I'm going with uh, Travis Porter. He called me one day like, yo, Sud. You know, we, uh, I think he was, a, they was at Diddy House. Uh, him and I was at Diddy House with Travis Porter. He's like, yo, we sitting here looking at the numbers on the computer, just want to thank you, bro. Like, North Carolina's our number one market. You know what I'm saying? That's where the first page show was. Wow. That's where the most spins was going right then. Dope. And I was like, so we appreciate everything you're doing for us. You know what I'm saying? uh shit. Hit me in a minute, or oh, hit me when you get done working in the club. I'm gonna hit you. Uh, I want to talk to you. All right, bet. So I get done with work. What's up, to, uh, Charlie? So I love what you're doing in your market, bro. But just imagine, like, what, who you working with. But just imagine if you came down to Atlanta and really focused and worked with somebody that has something going on right now. Got a small budget and everything. Like, shit. You know, we working already. But yeah. what, what you talking about? Come on, come on. Uh, my mama, she just moved out the condo, so. Maybe you can take over the pay over here and then, you know, with no paperwork down this pay what this is a month, and yeah. you in here. You know what I'm saying? You go yeah. back on the weekend and catch your plays in the club, this and the third. So I'm with it. You know what That's I'm saying? Like he just it just made sense. The money I was spending on the hotels. And then uh, but before then, I was already working that Titty Boy project. I was a fan of Player Circle. You know what I'm saying? And okay. technique, yeah, okay. if you know the history, like technique had been working with Play a circle, doing mixtapes with Play a Circle, doing uh, mixtapes with Titty Boy. Mm. But uh, technique really put me in a position, You know, he had me go out the country with Travis Porter a few times. Now that I was down, he put me on some jugs, put me on some plays so I can keep some money in my pocket. And then uh, like, yo, but this is really our next project. This the gold mine right here. Like Titty Boy, we need you to break these records. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead and start getting these folks familiar with who this is. Mm -hmm. So I'd already been breaking, bring it back and make it rain. So it's like, yo, add this to the rotation too. And all the DJs you meet and all the DJs you reaching out to, like I used to run, me and Charlie used to sit in the office damn near right next door, the uh, building behind this one, the tall one with the green lights on. We had an office like this size next door. He used to sit over there, I used to sit over here. I used to run the Travis Porter page, but I'd be reaching out to DJs, like a certain amount of DJs every single day. Mm. And then i get their number like, yo, what's up Travis Porter, man, Here calling back, what's up, this sub with Porterhouse, man, whatever, whatever, put me in touch with like five more DJs in your area, please. Yeah. So it's like, I was just building relationships. That was my job. Putting in the footwork. You know what I'm saying? And then like, I guess a few months later, I, well, while I was down in Atlanta, I was just pulling up on 2 chains a lot at the studio. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we just built that relationship, built that trust. Uh, I'm getting him verses, I'm getting him, you know, I'm getting, them, yeah. getting them plays. He being an so AR. Yeah, when, when it was time for him to get on that road again, and when it made, well, he was on the road, but it didn't really make sense for him to have a DJ at the time, just because yeah. the shows weren't at that point. So the road manager was DJing, and he had the security out there. Other than that, they weren't cutting the checks. You know what I'm saying? But uh, you know, Charlie and Al Tech sit down with him like, "Bro, you know, like let us manage you." You know what I'm saying? Like, frill, let's make this frill. Like, man, y'all DJs, man, y'all can't manage folks. So that's when, <laughs> that's when Street Execs really took it up even a whole nother level. It's like, all right, cool, like. Show you what we can do with Travis Porter. That's what we are doing with Two Chains, and then you see what we done did with a few other artists that we worked with, even with my career. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we just taking that. That's that's how the whole Two Chains <clears throat> situation came about. By the time it was ready to get on the road, I was there. You know, we've been rocking ever since, man. So that was like around Codeine Cowboy, Trapperville Two time right there. As You've a, been listening.
1: As an A and R, do you do you, do you, uh, like do you send them beats or find them beats and stuff like that too?
2: Yeah, they folks send me. Folks send. me, I got an email full of production. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm listening to beats all the time. I'm listening to music all the time. With this, and I, I was putting out a lot of records at the time, but they just be exclusive for my mixtape. It wouldn't necessarily be an eSA this, so I may not even get. I, at that time, I didn't know the knowledge full all the way to where it's like, yo, I could be getting credit for this. I could be getting percentages of this. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But it's being around longer and seeing folks oh, that's how that's working, gaining knowledge. It's like, okay, cool, we got to press that button. Yeah. So now we got that ball running to where that's like a real title now, you know what I'm saying? So uh, like, Bring Your Own Beats, for example. We'll talk about that in a minute, but it's, it's been a few few tracks that I done, connected dots with a producer and an artist, whether it's a bankroll or a Dolph or a 2 chains, to where I get my percentage on the song right now. You know what I'm saying? So Yo. it's dope, like, oh, uh, let me see, like big amount for one. Y'all, y'all interview Buddha Bless yet? Y'all know Buddha Bless? No. Y'all know yeah. Buddha Bless? I've known years. yeah. Buddha, Buddha Bless dope as hell. Like that's my dog. Yeah. Like for the um, you know, I helped him. I helped bridge that gap with him with Two Chains for the Big Amount record. Like, yo, Buddha dope as hell. He had been on my line. We had been, I've been pulling up to the studio on him for years. Yeah. But then one time he came to um, bring your own beats, producer showcase that we do. It's some crazy shit. Like boy, this one right here, Titney, this one bro, mm. Sure enough. Few days later, pulled up to the studio. Oh, that's it, Tit laid at that. Took a few more beats from him. And next week, Drake was in the city. Tit played a record for him, Drake hopped on there. So that's, you know what I'm saying? But even for like movies, and even when somebody wants to do a mixtape or a project, I may arrange a track list. You know what I'm saying? But that's just something I've been doing forever, like with the DJing, and that's what really brought me, another thing that brought me down to Atlanta, like I was putting out projects back when I was at home, in Carolina, but I fell back because I had a different job coming down to Atlanta now. Mm. I was pushing artists, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, okay, I damn near got it. That's that, what they knew me for. The Atlanta <laughs> folks used to call me Promo Sud. Like, that's how Allen used to refer to me because my business card used to be the five by or the four by seven flies, four by six flies, you know mm, what I'm saying? So it was your a whole card. bunch of, like you, a flyer. D fly, flies yeah. everywhere, you know what I'm saying? Like my car used to be wrapped with my name on and the shit. So I was pushing myself. But when I came down here and I was getting paid to push somebody else, it's like, all right. Still push myself, but let's do it more on a business and not necessarily on a DJ artist thing. You know what I'm saying? Just to yeah. expand myself in the game, bro. Like where I'm at in the game now, I'm nowhere near the top. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'd be real humble and so hungry because I see the vision. Like I want to do movies, whether it's writing them, produce them, be in them like movies, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like TV shows, real like, uh, yeah. you know, this it, it, thing is so wide open, bro. It's entertainment. And like, even with a producer, it's like, bro, It's entertainment. You can't just sit in the house and make beats. You can, but your your goals will come a lot faster. If you get up, move around, network, collab with other producers, uh, get in the studio with these folks, especially in Atlanta. I'm just in
0: awe right now because nobody have we interviewed gets the bigger picture more than you get
2: the bigger picture. For real, bro.
0: That's real facts because I'm just watching everything. Like you understand how to make yourself valuable. If you're listening out there, pay attention. He didn't sit in North Carolina and say, "Yo, how can you help me get on?" He made himself so valuable that somebody had to go call him. You see what I'm saying? And we get called, "Bruh, we got a couple phone calls for you came on." Yo, help me put me on. Take this beat. Do this. Do that. And we're trying to explain to people like the game don't work like that, right? right? You make yourself valuable to people. You could show somebody, "Hey, man, I'm I'm worth having around." Right. And then that's how you could build a relationship. You see what Straight I'm saying? And people that's don't understand that, and it's like your story epitomizes all
2: of that. So I appreciate saying? that, bro. It's like I, I like to connect the dots. You know what I'm saying? That's and that's one of the main roles of the A&R, is connecting the dots. But I do that with like my folks. Period. Like no matter what your business is, like, yo, what's up? This my man, so and so. He do this. This my girl, so and so. She do this. Like y'all need a link. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Kids number, bro. I'm telling you, like, I built a lot of relationships. I may not have followed up with a lot of them, but then I was like, okay, now nah, we getting older. It's a real business. Folks are making a living off of just connecting the dots. All right. Y'all yeah, want my percentage? Just for connecting that dot. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, it may seem like a not necessarily an asshole move or like a a a, a crab you, you move. You doing like, something bruh, for people that they can't do for themselves. But it's like when you love it so much, bro, it's a gift and a curse. But at the end of the day, this the music business. And my man, me gotta tell me that all the time. Like, sir, I know this your man. I know you want to go down. It's a music business, though, bro. But, sir like this. Like, yeah, you're right.
1: When, when, when you know, trying to follow up with someone like what usually like separates someone that you like? Oh yeah, I'm definitely gonna follow up and you know try to line someone up with them versus someone that might just be another passerby. It's got to be genuine, man.
2: Like it got to be genuine. It's like straight up. I I meet a lot of folks. I got numbers in my phone right now. It might call me and I don't know who it is until I answer. Or I may have to text them back. Like the number be saved and everything. Yeah. That's that's what you're saying. So um, it just got to be genuine be something different and stay in touch. Like even with me, it's like, you got to realize that I move around. So if you don't catch my ear or, you know, catch my interest the first time, I hate to put it this way, but it's just like how a man may go with a female. If if, she don't, if you don't catch the interest the first time, is you going to go back if there's something you want. If you want to be on my tape or if you want to get in the studio with me or if you want me to just to hear your music, whatever the situation is, you got to be consistent, bro. Be consistent, be different.
0: Uh, be don't strategic, because that's part of what you just said. You were coming down to Atlanta every weekend with the with the big cards and your car wrapped. Nobody's going to forget that. And nobody paid you to do that. You just decided that's what you want to do for your mm-hmm. personal brand.
2: It's right? a move I was working to. So it's like, I guess with me, I don't go out looking to build this relationship with this person. If it happens, we're going to link. Unless mm-hmm. it's something that I know I really need this play, but it's like, you can't, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to say that the wrong way. You can't, you can't force some relationships, but if you out here working, like even with us, like we could have done this interview a while ago, you know what I'm saying? But everything was timing, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, cool, let's pull up, let's get it done. And we getting it done, you know what I mean? So it's, I'm sure we're gonna do plenty of business, plenty of things for each other in the future now that we done made this connection. So it's like, you just gotta move and work. It's like even at back home and down here, I hear folks saying too how like some folks don't work together, this, that, and the third. Some folks ain't meant to work together. Mm. Like, it's some DJs that like, just cause you a DJ, I don't want to hang out with you, bro. Nothing against you, like personally, but it's like, you just, you are not the person I want to hang around. We mm. might not got the same interests. Like, just cause you a DJ don't mean you cool. Just cause mm-hmm. you a promoter, just cause you a rapper don't mean you cool. And that's why some folks just don't rock with other folks. It's nothing personal. It's just that we not on the same vibe. <laughs> you may be just too shot out. You may just be too wild, got too much going on or you know, you know how it is, bro. But it's like I don't force relationships. That's one thing I do. Like you can't force a relationship. But if this, uh, if it's if you're talking about like getting a placement or something like that, or really staying in touch with a producer to get some work done, it's proper ways to reach certain folks too. Just to look at it in that aspect too. If you can't get with me through my DM, don't be mad at me, like boy, son. I've been hitting you up, bro. Yeah. When? Boy, I hit you on your DM like five minutes ago, bro. I hit you twice, man. <laughs> like, bro, come on, dog. But it's like for real, okay? I gotta or all info number in my DM, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I got an email address in my DM. That's the way to properly contact some people if you're talking about doing business, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's how I feel on that situation. And, and I could just throw this out
0: there too, cause I want to say this cause you may not say this too. One way to get, make sure somebody is paying attention is make sure your bag is ready too. And make sure you do business with people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like people, I'm just gonna throw this out there, you know. Put them on game, man. I, I work for Producer Grind, right? But before I worked for producer grind, I did business with producer grind. That's all right. Yeah. And so once you do business with somebody, that opens you the. You want that radar. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just that easy. And people be like, mad, like, oh, I don't want to spend that money, I want to spend this money, man. You don't that is worth that little bit of money you're gonna spend now is gonna be worth so much more in a year. That I
2: <laughs> look at it by asking that girl, do she want a drink?
1: <laughs>
2: you know what I'm saying? You did that icebreaker, ice man. How much, how much for a post producer grind? How much for this producer grind? Like, yeah. You right. That's a great way to put it. That's real as hell.
0: So since you're getting all these beats, man, I just want to ask you: What you looking for when you
2: listen to the beats? It depends on that mood, but really though, when I hear a song or when I hear a production, period, I think of stadiums. I think of festivals. Mm. Is this is this gonna make ten thousand people move mm-hmm. when we play it on these big speakers? How the lights gonna look? And when I say move, it ain't gotta be a crunk song or a crazy EDM, you know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about that, I'm talking about even if it's something so solid and so powerful and like a heartfelt song, like, are these people gonna feel it? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the build up? Like, what's the, how the bass hit and how the levels on the beat? You know what I mean? How, how what artists could I hear on this beat? But we're in a day and age now to where producers so fire and producers are so much artists themselves to where, you don't even need an artist on some of these beats. Mm. So like it Bring Your Own Beats, we'll talk about that in a minute too. No, uh, Bro, that was doing? a setup question, so go ahead. All right, cool. <laughs> Let's talk about Bring Your Own Beats. Bring Your Own Beats is a producer platform that I do. And um, it originated in Atlanta. We've taken it to a few states, few cities over the year, two years that we've been doing it. You know what I'm saying? It's dope every time we do it, but what it really is, is we always choose about five producers that we headline and then we, uh. Have like fifteen to twenty people sign up, yeah. and each one of those people get two and a half minutes to jam out. Alt chord, flash drive, or if they want to use the CDJ as the turntables that we got up there, they can do that too. But it's like you you gotta sit. You know what I'm saying? Like it's no judges. It's no not a beat battle. It's just like no feedback other than how the people are reacting off your shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How you jamming your shit? But with me. What I really encourage folks to do is like, yo, come through and have a real set. Don't Just don't be going through tracks. Like, make these folks move, bro. And you got to feel the beat if you want anybody else to feel the shit. You can't be up there standing dead. It's like, man, I go to these festivals um, when we be on the road, dog. And like, shit, 2 chains. we be opening up for, we opening up for Dead Mouse. We opening up for Avicii, you know what I'm saying? We might mm-hmm. be on the same festival and Carnage might be on this stage over here. So it's like, okay, not to count pockets, but just being realistic, bro. I know it, bro. I know what my dog getting. Mm-hmm. And we this much time earlier than these guys. So I know what these headliners. <laughs> Got to be something around getting. Until so they start putting folks business on them. Top 10 DJs, listen, shit like that. Yeah. It's like, okay, bro, it's 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 a whole nother level. And a lot of those DJs are producers, turn DJs. Mm. Like the turntables, I look at it. That's a, the, the aux cord and the turntables, that's your microphone producers. Mm. So you plug mm. in and bring your own beats as your stage, your platform, encouraging them folks like, yo, you in the studio all day, you got sessions all day, or you be at your mama crib all day, cooking up in the basement. Come out and let folks hear your shit, bro. Like come out, we got artists here, we got other producers here that may love you. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Come out, hear your shit on the big speakers instead of on the small headphones you may have or the small speakers like, You can actually come and hear your thump in the club.
0: Bro, I'm going to tell you something you said that I really like, right? Because when I first got down here, my whole entry into Atlanta was the beat battle culture, right? Right. And so I would be, you know, I'm not going to name no names, but there's people who, you know, who are prominent down here. If you name two, three, four, five names, like, oh, that guy does beat battles, right? Right. And so we would sit and have these conversations, well, is it the look on the judge's faces? I don't know, is that what you're going for? One company even put out score sheets, right? Yeah. Then somebody else hit me with the, well, you know the four bar rule, you need to have a change every four bars. What I like that you said it's, was, it's who, it, is, it is how the people are moving. It's yeah. just about looking at how these people are reacting to your music. And that's the most important thing. It ain't what these judges say. Or- it's just
2: so orthodox right now, bro, to where it's like, it's no, Wayne taught you that years ago. What the hell are bars? I put the hook when I want to put the hook, bro. Mm. I'll do 20-some, 30-some bars, and then we can put a hook. And it might not be no more on the song after that. T. Grizzly t- showed you that. So it's like, how can you say, you know, there's supposed to be a yeah. certain setup? You know, even man, even being in, like, studio with Zay Tovin and seeing him work and then seeing some producers or the engineer, like, you know, Zay Tovin, I done seen him come into a few sessions before to where he'll plug up, cook up, few minutes later, all right, what are we gonna name that one? All right, bet save it, give it to the engineer. Some engineers might not even, and then he'll go back to cooking another one. Same thing, cook up another one. Some engineers not even mixing them beats and they gonna put them out. So mm-hmm. you might even hear some crazy beats out here, but it's like, shit. Nowadays it's like, the, that's, one of the, that's one of the key things folks are looking for in the beats is, I don't even know what it's exactly called, but it's like a certain distortion damn near Mm. It is sounding like that bass is doing. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a certain word they're using. I'm not all the way It sounds like a
0: one track that just got pulled out. And didn't get you mixed. feel what I'm
2: saying? But that thing whamming. So it's like folks like that rawness now, bro. They been liking that. You know what I'm saying? Folks yeah. like it straight out the studio with not too, too much crazy mix on it sometimes. So it's like, it's really no rules to this, bro. As long as you're not peaking and the speakers sounding crazy. But if these five producers before you sounding great on these speakers and your shit sounding like this, then I you know, it's time to. Go back to the boards when you get home. But I like to look at them more as a jam session, man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like it's a producer jam session, producer cipher. That's how we kick it. So, this is what we got, man. I'm looking at the I'm flyer. I'm going to tell them the lineup, bro. Uh,
0: yeah, I'm going to tell. I'll go ahead. Well, you can tell them. But I want to say this, though. Before I even knew we was interviewing D. Sud, or excuse, uh, excuse me, DJ E. Sud, I saw this flyer. And dope. I was like, yo, this is, something, this is something that kind of caught my attention. The flyer itself is dope. In fact, Appreciate it's that art and everything. But Try to get
2: that festival feel, bro. Yeah,
0: go ahead and talk to him about the lineup, though.
2: Oh, yeah, lineup. Make sure y'all know these guys' names. If y'all listening, I hope you know these guys' names. If not, hit that Google button real quick. And then it's like, what the reason, what's your reason for not pulling up? OG Parker, first and foremost, you should be there. Timmy the Hitman. Friend,
0: friend of the program yeah, right plat- there, Timmy pl- the pl- Hitman. Platinum
2: producer, OG Parker, man. Platinum, OG Platinum, that's what I'm gonna call him today. Timmy mm-hmm. the Hitman, Chop House on the track, King C.O. Jabs, Jabs is crazy. I was just talking to y'all about Buddha Bless. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hit that Buddha Bless tag. You hear that, hit him with the jabs. Mm. You hear him a whole lot too. So, you know, you come out, find out some more information on the man Jabs. He got a lot of hits. Jay Stacks, he's from Charlotte, North Carolina. He a fool on them keys. Fool on the keys, bro. He gonna bring a different flavor to the show. 808 guys, crazy. Has Future, crazy. He from St. Louis, but he lives down here in Georgia. But mm. bro, it's crazy. And I got a few more special guests that are not on that list, like uh, XL, XL just hit me. You know XL? Y'all know yeah. XL, right? Yeah. So he hit me like, sir, come on, you know better. Gotta add <laughs> me to the fly. It's like, bro, we done did this. I don't care, sir, I'm still coming again. Hell yeah, we're gonna get another fly made for you. But um, that plus, like I said, we got folks that are registering to be a part of this event as well. You know what I'm saying? When is the so event? It's at 84 and 12th. No, I said when? Oh, next Wednesday. Wednesday next the 18th, Wednesday. 84 and 12th. That's right across the street from opera. That's the old Whiskey Peach oh, building. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So you probably done been there before, but you know how stuff is, man. Change the name up, 84 and 12th. That's the address and that's the name of the venue, man. So get there, doors open at eight. Sign ups begin at eight. Show starts at nine o'clock on the dot. And we in there jamming, man. Bring your Dope. own beats.
0: Go. Bro, you're good at your job, because not only do I want to come to this event, I want to come to the next time you DJ.
2: Like, Should, like,
0: man. I could just hear it. Like, man, this dude go, He had a club jet, but I need to holler at my girl. Let's go man. <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to check you out, man. Next time you DJ, so I'ma definitely be in tune, man.
2: Definitely, bro. But uh, let me say one more thing about oh, yeah, bring ahead. your own beats, bro. Like, go ahead, bro. that. I guess my vision for a whole bring your own beats is, it's dope for folks to come through and play off their playlist. But it's even more ill when I got somebody comes through and they hold two and a half minutes. It's one track, but it's like it sound like a set. A set it made yeah. me feel like I'm almost at a festival. You know what I'm saying? And that's mm. the feel. I want Bring Your Own Beats to turn. I'm not saying I want it to. We're gonna have Bring Your Own Beats as a festival soon. Mm. Right now we have 200, 250 people. I see a field of 50,000 folks for Bring Your Own Beats festival. Mm. If that don't sound like a festival to you, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, we gotta we got grow it up and that's what we doing. And I want everybody that's coming to it to grow with that. So where we can have paid slots. So yo, you get, 50,000 to play on Bring Your Own Beats. You get them 150,000 to come real. do the same thing we were doing there, but do it for an hour. You know what I'm saying? Put a show on with it, have a big ass LED screen, have fireworks, have fire going on with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the vibe I want to bring. Y'all want everybody to experience what I'm out here experiencing on the road. So it's like, no matter how organic, shit gotta start somewhere. I be watching like the doc, especially on the flights. They had like, the, when we go overseas, especially, they had like the flight uh, documentaries on a lot of DJs on like on festivals as well. Mm. And a lot of those festivals are based out of the Netherlands mm. and they call it grime music. You know what I'm saying? It's like real hardcore, hardcore. But now it's like, that's where that outdoor festival flavor come from. Mm. But now, you know, festivals are huge, bro. They talk about them year round, but we ain't really, really festival season right now. So, you know, I got a festival that I do back in Carolina called the No Stress Fest. You know, we're doing it again this year. Hopefully y'all can come up. We're doing it June 30th. I'll give y'all more info on that, but... That's just my thing, but I think that's one of my main goals that I wanna, that I wanna, that I wanna do. Like that's a one of my main goals is being a successful festival promoter.
0: And when you get that set up, highlight us, cause we would love to do a live podcast from this backstage of a festival, man. Come on, you 30th so put bro. on your
2: calendar, man. We gonna nope. have, we gonna, I, I promise about four thousand people that day. So we 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 taking it step by step. First festivals, I think we had two thousand folks. This one, we are gonna go for four thousand folks at least. And then mm. you know we. Was, Take it out year by year, man. That's the goal. And like I said, we're going to the 50,000 mark.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, you're really doing your thing, bro. We just got two more things for you before you get up out of here, man. So, you know, we got a couple new segments on the show. So the first one is called Overrated, Underrated. Mm-hmm. Overrated, Underrated. So we're just going to present you with five topics. You tell us if you think those things are overrated or underrated. You should be- like the setup right here, bro. No, <laughs> ain't no setup. but <laughs> But- for a couple of them, if we got some questions, we might ask you about them for a couple of them, so. Overrated, underrated? Bottle service at the club.
2: You get free bottle service, don't you? Nah, 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 and I still, even if I do get free bottle service, you gotta tip the ladies. That's what's up. Nah, it's, 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 it's not overrated, it's not overrated. I don't wanna say underrated, but let me see, if I say underrated, that's bigging them up, right? Yeah. So I work in the club, so it's like, I'm with you. You know what I'm Get your money, baby. Yeah. Tip, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got, this just like any other business and just any other jobs. They be having their bad days. They be having their off days. So mm-hmm. their attitude might be a little bit different. Some girls out there doing it for their dollars. So it's just like, there's like a bartender. Like, I treat bartenders and waitresses with the utmost respect. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, even when I'm DJing, they see you tip your bartender. Whatever jokes I say about folks in the liquor, like, it all goes to tip the bartender. Keep mm-hmm. everybody, because the bartender keep the people happy. Oh. So my job, let me keep the bartender say I got to keep the security happy. I got to keep the whole staff happy. I got to keep the club owner happy. And I got to keep the people happy. You know what I'm saying? So it's an all around job. So yeah, shout out to the, to the bottle girls. So what
0: Sud is saying is you ain't got bottle service money until you got enough money to get the service and make sure you're tipping your people.
2: You got to tip them. Even if you're getting bottle service for free out here, it's like, yeah, yeah, tip, tip.
0: All right, overrated, underrated. Paying to be on Worldstar. Mm, that's that's. that's I,
2: gotta, I gotta say, is that under? That's not underrated. I mean, that's underrated. That's yeah. not overrated at all. Um. You got to, you got to pay to play, bro. Like, if you ain't, if you ain't, if if your content and Worldstar is already getting saturated, it's been getting saturated. So it's like, but that's still the number one site to go to for that. Hip-hop media, damn near media YouTube. all around the world. That's the, that's the CNN Junior. That's the CNN for the streets.
0: And you damn sure got to pay to be on YouTube.
2: You got to pay to be anywhere for placements, period, unless unless your content is something that all these other people want to see. And start tell you the f- rules flat out, like you got to have this many players on YouTube or either you got to pay this much money. Mm. That's all it is too. It. It's a business. Like, yeah, ain't nothing wrong paying on get on Start. You going to get more, v- you going to get some views. All you right. going to get me views you used to get, but you going to get some views. Uh, well, we
0: know a few people have got a few, and they eating off them views. So I, I'd be good with that. Up. All right, so overrated, underrated, major label deals. Mm. Major label deal, overrated,
2: underrated. We just had this conversation before this morning, didn't we? It's, it's not. It's not overrated. That's that's underrated. It major major label deals still going on. It's all about how your management team and how you as an artist, handle your business, how your business is set up, mm. what kind of help you may need, and you know, to, to get to a further level. Sometimes you need bigger help. I'm gonna ask you a quick question. As, as briefly as you can,
0: give me a situation where artists shouldn't take a major label deal, and give me a situation where artists should
2: take a major label deal. You should not take a major label deal they're digging into your pockets. Mm. All over, um, you should not take a major label deal without having a lawyer look at your contract. Mm. That's the main thing. You should never take a deal without having a lawyer look at your contract. Period. Um, man, You should never take a deal without talking to more than one label. Mm. Never talk to, the, never never sign with the first label. Definitely talk, it's a bidding war. You know what I'm saying? You gotta know your value. Um, yeah, if one label, wants you. The other you, label gonna want to know why they want him. You know what I'm saying? If you, you know, maybe that label don't know how to get in touch with you yet, maybe they ain't ran to the right people yet, or maybe they just ain't got a whiff up you yet. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, when they do, all right, um, take take the deal if take the deal if you done checked off them boxes right there. You know what I'm saying? And uh, if you feel like you and your team done did the most, I don't, it's funny though, bro. It's it's hard to say because with the music game and Depend on what genre you in, but like even with a lot of these folks saying they ain't got no deal, like they get they getting some kind of it, it's 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 more it's more it's another system working with them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. don't let some of these folks fool you. But it's a lot you can do out here on your own. It's a lot you can do out here. I ain't even gonna say on your own, but you and your team can do a whole lot. It just takes a whole lot of work. And if mm-hmm. you got great music, it's gonna make that work a whole lot easier. Mm-hmm. If you got some money, it's gonna make it a whole lot easier to play too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Don't don't go out here money honey, we trying to sign a deal. Cause a nigga might say he gonna sign you for this much. And then next month, you might hit a jug and you mess around and make damn near this much. And yeah. it's like, damn, I done signed my life away or I yeah. done signed yeah. for this. And then shit, I started doing shows and I done made this in shows and this fast. That probably happened to me. Like, I hours. done signed all this away, this for this little bit of money right here. This sounded like a whole bunch at the time. Still ain't no little bit of money, but it's like shit. Yeah, I know you're worth And the you're same worth with
1: it. producers. Like, I hear a lot of, you know, producers saying, like, you know, they sign, but thinking like, you know, the label's going to help them get placements and stuff like that. But really, all their placements are their own work. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. And it's like, even when you do sign these labels, bro, it's like, you can't get lazy. The label ain't going to do, I ain't going to say they ain't going to do shit for you. But it's like, they move off of what you move. I was going to
0: say, they signed you for whatever you was already doing.
2: Straight up. Like, so y- now your team can't get slack. Now y'all can't take y'all advance and go do this. Nah, man, you got to keep on. You got to be wise, bro. You got to get out here and like now it's time to really work. All right, now, okay, we got, we got an extra cheat code or we got a cheat code kind of now. We got somebody that believes in us. We got a few more dollars. All right, now it's really time to put in the work. Now it's time to show and prove. Now it's really time to go out here and stamp everything we've been working on. Now it's time to go a hundred times harder. You know what I'm saying? We got some help. We got a system behind us now. All right, team, it's time to turn up. If
0: I have a budget, what are the top three things I need to spend my money on? Oh, um as an artist.
2: I'd say definitely, definitely, uh, definitely marketing. Yeah, marketing, uh production. What, what is specifically a marketing, what do you think of some good marketing things right now? Shit. World Star Banners, Facebook, PRs, you know what I'm saying? Facebook ads, Instagram ads, like really wherever your, whatever your demographics are, you got to find out where, where, your folk, where your fans at.
1: What about social media influencers? Like paying people to repost and do
2: like maybe paying someone like that. That, does that's, skip. That's, that goes on. That goes on. Some people might do it out of love, but shit, $200 might make you $2,000. You know what I'm saying? Depending on if you get the right person to do it. It's a business. like Or get you 2,000 fans. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like, that's, you got, you gotta, you gotta get going on with it. Was like this, this online, in it's internet market, everything at our fingers right now. So it's like you gotta take advantage. Where were folks at? On a screen, on their phone, straight up. Unless you're driving, you on the billboards, or they might be watching TV. So you gotta, where the people at? But where the people at this loving your stuff? Hit them, hit them, hit them with it.
0: So lastly, we have the um factor. <clears throat> and I think you're going to be our fifth Um Factor contestant. I, um, so here's the Um Factor, man. Um, you're going to have 30 seconds. Uh, I'm uh-huh. listening. I'm not on the Um Factor, but at least you doing know the game, though. So you're going to have 30 seconds. Um, you have to take up the entire time without stopping saying um or ah, and you have to tell us everything you know about breaking a new artist. Everything you know. So we got DJ E. SuD. On the Yum Factor, Sud, are you ready? I'm ready. Everything you know about breaking a new artist, go.
2: Get a great beat, get that beat mixed, I'll get a great beat, get some great lyrics, get them things mixed. Work it to the DJs, shoot you a dope video, hit these streets. You You gotta build with the people, you gotta keep building with the DJs. And don't just have one record, have plenty more records to come with it. Have nice, a project nice. to come with it. Have some merch Three, to go with it. Make two, sure you are promoting your band, one, building your brand. And ding, ding, more ding, than ding, just a ding. record. You got to really go out here and build a whole lifestyle, build a whole brand with it. DJ E said
0: um, um, was <laughs> when the um-factor going away. And, and by the way, one of the coolest um-factor performances I've ever seen. I, I thought he was about to lose it for a second. I'm like, hey, oh, he kept real. that thing going.
2: You gotta keep it cool, bro.
0: So, oh, brother, we appreciate you coming on the show. We definitely appreciate, appreciate you dropping bro, all the up. jewels,
2: man. And uh, we definitely. love to have you back and work with you hey, in the man, One thing we ain't talking about, bro. I ain't getting up out here without letting the folks know. Still Serving EP is available yes. right now. DJ E-Sud, No Stress Music. That is a six-song EP with slappers on it, man. Long enough for you to roll you up a nice joint, fat backwood, fat Dutch, whatever you smoke on, fire that thing up, sit back, or hop in your car, ride out. Blasted man. Bangers on there from Bankroll, Travis Porter, produced by Chop House. Slappers on there with Young Dro, Tokyo Jets, Young Doom. Who else on that thing? Who else on Still Serving? Oh yeah, J Way Sosa joint going crazy. Who else on that one? Smiley Face. Now he ain't on Still Serving EP. He got production on there, but uh, yeah, we got we got Kid, we got the baby and De for Raw on there. We got Kid and Schoolie on there, and it's all yeah, it's just some great listening, man. What,
1: what platforms? Everywhere. How did that project come about? Like, talk, talk about the. I know we, you know we already wrapped. That's kind of right?
2: like my. I should. We should talk about this when we was talking about the A and R. That's yeah. my way of showing my A and R skills, man. Oh, that's for sure. These are these are joints I put together. These are songs that I believe in. I'm riding around bumping them. All right, let's put these things out. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's build this e-sud catalog. Let's build this e-sud library. Instead of when you go into live mixtapes and spin there's a lot of people right now that are really going to uh, Apple Music and Tidal and Spotify. So, yeah. you know, you gotta make sure you're you available everywhere. You know, the mixtape game doesn't change up so much. So it's all about staying relevant, staying current. And um, that's, 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 that's one of my ways. You know, dropping this music, Issa presents, like, I put this together. I believe in the song, co-signing the song. This the shit, I'm playing it, play it.
1: Did you team up with the um with like a, a label or like a distribution company Did this one put
2: out? Um this no stress music and street execs. Oh, did everything yeah. completely so, independent? Yeah, everything independent. So uh, not, nothing, 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 everything been out the mud with these two projects.
1: Did you like pick the beats and then like pick the artists? Mm-hmm. Like cool. That's one of two records.
2: One or two records on there was uh, well yeah, everything was just I connected the dots for somehow, some way. So for the a producer connect.
1: for a producer DJ that wants to kind of do that without relationships, what would, you, what would you say the best way to kind of get started? Um,
2: uh, You can pay, you can pay, you can pay, you can pay Chop House for a beat. You can pay Zaytoven for a beat. You can pay DJ Plug for a beat. Get a beat, or you might not even, you might have ways of getting it without paying for folks. You might make your own beats. If you're a producer, yeah, it's relationships. Build your relationship, but he's saying without the relationships though, you need to um get you a beat. Figure out who you can hear on this beat. How you can get in touch with these folks? If you got to give this man five thousand dollars for a hook, you might got to do that. Pull up, we at Street Is X Studios. Take go your five thousand dollars. I need a hook from you. All right. Then you might have a better way of getting this artist right here. Yo, I got a hook with so and so. all right. I got a hook with Drake right here, bro. Like, you mind doing a verse for me? Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? This person uh-huh. might say, I got a shit. Yo, this uh, this my artist right here from California. He sang this hook it's a record I think you need to have. Like it's a lot of ways to shop the record. Some records might, and, and some of the records on there, like the Bankrolling Travis Porter, for example, that was a, we made that record, that record's called For The Bank. And it's like a real, club heavy record for Bankrolling Travis. We made that the same way, we, we, uh, the same day we made All I Do was Trap. Mm. So I was on the south side Black Hole Studio, went to, plug, I went, went to uh, Pearl Lounge during the day. After that we had some lunch, and we rode to the south side, got in the studio first joint we made was that right there. No, first joint we made was Trap. And then Chop House made that beat. But that was just all a studio session that I set up. And you just gotta bring things together. You gotta connect the dots. Whatever your way is of connecting the dots, you gotta do it. Whether it's you're a promoter and you, or you're not a promoter, so you book an artist that comes to town, yo, I got a studio for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a lot of different ways. I can't give up on my secrets, but uh, know, you feel know, what I'm you know saying? You can really main thing is if you ain't got them relationships, figure out how you can get them relationships. Like we told you earlier, sometimes you gotta spend the money.
1: Now what about um the business side when you're dealing with artists that are tied to labels? When you go and put that music out yourself, is there anything you gotta be careful about, you know, as far as the business end?
2: Yeah, yeah, you def- definitely gotta be careful on that note. Uh you just gotta make sure you got a mutual understanding with everybody. You know, uh make sure those percentages are taken care of for our producers and the artists. But everything is really understanding, have a conversation. You gotta have conversations out here. So whether that conversation comes from, oh, okay, we selling it, bet. I need this. I need this much percentage off of it, or whether we selling it, cool. Pay me out that flat fee, or it might be a situation where like, yo, that's your record. Do what you do. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you never, you never know.
1: So focus on the relationships too, probably first before anything. Relationships, are everything, dog.
2: Relationships are everything. Like, I may, I may mess around, and sh- I don't know what you do outside of this. But if we mess around, keep in touch. I'm gonna learn more about you. You might got damn a two million dollar shoe store. <laughs> and on somewhere down the street that I don't know about. You know what I'm saying? Like, you never know what folks got going on. So it's like, you got to build relationships. And that's one trick too that we was talking about to one of the questions earlier. Like, just getting to know these DJs and producers. Like, come on, I'm in the middle of DJing my set right now. I'm about to go on stage for a show right now. I can't talk about what you want to do. I'm focused on what I'm about to do. Mm, You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that was hard right there, bro. Bruh. I
1: don't
0: even know what I said. It's so real because I've been in the middle of
2: DJ. Hey, I, what? I can't. I'm I'm be-. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm in town, bro. Yo, what you talking for mixtape, hey, bro. Straight, straight up, where you are? bro? take my number down. <laughs> hit me. Hit me tomorrow. Right. And showing sure up. you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and the folks that hit me tomorrow are the for fo- the folks that follow up. You know what I'm saying? Like get that contact real quick, follow up. I ain't, usually when I'm talking to I ain't even gonna tell you what I want to talk to you about. Like, yo, what's up, man? DJ e, Issa, see you moving. Let me get your info right quick. Right, we gonna build. You know what I mean? Right. That's that's the kind of person I am. Like, sometimes I, even, yeah. You just gotta you gotta find your way. Like whatever your niche is of getting in good with folks, you got to use your gift for gab. You know what I
0: mean? You know how it is too. Like you be trying to get up with somebody when you are supposed to get up with somebody, you you will keep running into them. And y'all will figure it out. Straight that's up. facts.
2: I said, "Timing, man. Just keep on, keep on working. As long as you working, good things gonna happen. Straight up, straight up. Man, that you was dope, man. man. You cool, yeah. You good. <laughs> Damn, I appreciate y'all, man. Hopefully, I see y'all next Wednesday. Bring your own beats. 84th and 12th, right across the from Opera Midtown, Atlanta. Doors open at eight o'clock. Uh, sud, Sud, Sud. That's my IG. DJ E Sud. That's my Twitter. And my IG got like banged a few months ago, so I had to switch man, my whole thing up. We man. on the, we on the, we on the bounce back now. Other than that, DJesud.com, still serving available everywhere. Apple Music, Title, Spotify, wherever you listen at. Even on the free site, Spinrella Live, mixtapes, all that. Sud on the check-in. Producer Grind.
1: Sir, signing out another episode of the Producer Grind podcast. Check us out
2: next week, P.